Welcome to At The Whiteboard. I'm your host, Joe Minichino. In this week's episode, we sit down with Brooke Minichino and discuss our latest GORUCK Challenge event, the D-Day Light. She also goes into how GORUCK events help her in life, in the classroom, and on the competition floor. Let's get to this week's episode. All right, here we are. Studios of Fortitude Fitness. Yeah, the couch. Good evening. How are you? Good we evening. Guest, huh? Special guest tonight. One of my students. Yes. Yeah. One of your students. Student extraordinaire. My daughter, Brooke Menachino. Brooke Menachino. Brooke, for those that don't know you, how about the Cliff Notes version of who you are? So, my name is Brooke Menachino. I am going to be a junior at River Ridge High School. Uh, I'm on the girls' weightlifting team at the school. And I do CrossFit, and yeah, I watch the kids at the gym. So. That's your only job is watching the kids at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> she needs a job. If anybody's hiring, yeah. uh, so let us know. <laughs> we'll put that in the show notes yeah. as well. Did you, weren't you looking at Publix? Did you hear back from Publix? Yeah. I actually haven't applied yet. Okay. So no, yeah. then she hasn't heard back from Publix. Yeah. 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 If you don't apply, you never hear. She's like, she's, she wants to apply at places like. You know, I really want a job. I really want a job at Publix. This is like for the past month. Yeah. Um, have you heard from Publix? No, I haven't applied yet. Yeah. Um, Coach Parker has a saying: Everyone wants to go to heaven, but no one wants to die to get there. True. I like that. Okay. Yeah. At least I applied at Starbucks. I applied somewhere. You did. You did apply at Starbucks. The barista. Yeah. Did not get that job. Has anyone tried the nitro brew? One and done with uh, with applying. A nitro, nitro brew. Have you tried that? Brew? No. It's a new Starbucks coffee latte. I don't know, but they. Inf- you know, like it's like, how do you like when something's nitro? They infuse, don't they infuse? With what, like more caffeine? I don't I know, so. but it's, according it kind of, according to Coach Deej, it's life altering. Is it kind of like an espresso shot? Something, but it's spo- yeah. supposedly really good. But there's others that have talked about it. I went to the Starbucks by us, uh, in Mitchell Ranch. Yeah. Didn't have it yet. They this is about a week ago, but it is coming soon. We'll so. talk to the manager. We got we we know people. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk we'll to. Them. Talk to your peeps and find okay, out. I'll find out what it is. Nitro shots. That was called. No, nitro brew. Nitro brew. Nitro. I'm not a big Starbucks coffee person. So that was a. Oh, you had coffee. <laughs> Let me tell you. Oh, he's talking about my coffee. You can't even get this coffee. Life altering. Life altering coffee. He's not gonna listen, so we can say that. In fact, in my cup right now, I texted you on the way, and did you want oh, coffee? I didn't see that. No, Sorry. I was coaching, so I was wasn't watching. Oh, um, I just sweat class tonight. Decaf though. Decaf. Decaf. Tone it down a little bit. All right, so the purpose of today's show is uh, we just, in our last podcast, episode four, mm-hmm. which is now on TuneIn Radio, by the way. So when, did, when, when do we get out to iTunes? I am trying so hard. It takes forever. People say like months. But anyway, um, we, the Fortitude Rock Club, we do have a rock club, and our, the Fortitude Rock Club participated in the D-Day light rock down in Tampa on yeah. Saturday. So we brought uh, myself, um, Renee, Ruck Mom, Amber, her husband, Matt. Is Amber Ruck Mom now? Yeah, yeah. Amber's Ruck Mom. Um, I said that all like, yeah, she is Ruck Mom. How do you yeah. become a Ruck Mom? You have to be, I don't know, it's like a special yeah. thing. I'm not sure how it actually all evolved. Mm-hmm. Well, what was Jess before? Jess was the, yeah. original, the first official rock mom. Mm-hmm. Then when she moved, we had to pass the... Can a dad be a mom? I mean, uh, no, because I'm rock dad. Yeah. I know, but we live in a world now where... No, we're not going to get into that. 
It's a whole other podcast. We're not getting into that. I'm Rock Dad. Amber's Rock Mom. I'm Amber's Rock Mom. Okay. And we got her husband, Matt, and John Lee was there. Uh, John's the big guy, right? Yeah, big guy. Military? Military, uh, former Navy. Okay. So he was... See him. Yeah. So, um, Brooke, why don't you tell us a little about the Goruck events? Do you remember what, which events there are? Oh, he- like... The light... He- light, right. heavy, and So how long, how long is the Goruck light? The Goruck light is about five hours. So it's about five hours. So ours, we actually went from two to seven right. p.m. Or nineteen hundred, which nineteen o'clock yeah. apparently. Okay, I don't know what that means. I have I have no idea of military time. So it's seven o'clock, right? Seven o'clock. Yeah. Five hours. Um, we do anywhere from between seven to ten miles. Yeah. I think this right. one was a little bit. Just a little under yeah, seven. Just, just a little, little bit under seven, yeah. so it wasn't that. With we, with like some type of exercise in between. Yeah. Typically, yeah. Usually we do like a PT at the very beginning of each. Mm-hmm. What do they call that? What? The PT in the beginning? The welcome party. Oh, the welcome party. Welcome Sorry. Party. I don't know all the key terms yet. It's okay. You're learning. I've only done, this is this was only my second actual Go Rock sanction. Third. Because you did, you did the uh, scavenger hunt. Oh, yeah, the scavenger, yeah. But that we didn't really do PT with that. So. No, we just ran around Tampa. Yeah. Um, so... Also, too, and I'll kind of step in and help out a little bit. So there were, there's the the light, which is five hours, seven to ten miles, hundred mm-hmm. percent um, success rate. Everyone that signs up for for a, a light, okay, finishes it, completes it. The next one above that is what they call a tough. That's twelve hours. Usually they start at nine p.m. or ten p.m. somewhere in there. They go for twelve hours to ten a.m. Um, twelve hours. They say 17 to 20 miles, somewhere in there, mm-hmm. which we covered. Um, and again, you got a lot more time to do PT and stuff like that. And again, as we talked about in the last podcast, um, they do put in a history lesson about the battle. So each one of these events is centered around a battle that has taken place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so of course, this one was B-Day. And then they also have a heavy. Uh, a heavy is 24 hours long. Um, Forget the mileage on that. Honestly, I don't even know what it is. It's scary. Crazy. But there, yeah. there is a 12-mile timed ruck in the middle of it somewhere that you have to do 12 miles in under three hours. So uh, that that's in there. So I'm sure you crushed it when it came to uh, the history part because I'm your history teacher. Yeah, it was um, actually so. Yeah, we did have a history lesson on B day, uh-huh. and it went a lot more into detail than obviously we can cover uh-huh. in a certain time period. But it correct. Yeah, we, so he, um, our cadre, how do you say it? Cadre. Cadre. Yeah, so our cadre went a lot into detail about, like, the different events and the different beaches, mm-hmm. that it, the five main five beaches, days, yeah. yeah, and, like, how they covered them and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so the interesting part about that, Jamie, was, was the, the neat part about it, I thought, the, the, the history lesson that um, cadre Chris gave us was amazing because... He didn't cover the invasion. He's like, look, everyone's covered that. Mm-hmm. He go, he's like, let's cover from the beginning to the invasion, to June 6th, okay. or 6th June, as they say, mm-hmm. right? So he started talking about, he's like, well, when did, when did we first decide we were gonna have some type of invasion? You know, so like, I think it was like May 1942. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so we built it from 1942 up to the day. 
Uh, so that was really that was really neat. So we had a really like a six hour lesson, you know, and how the French helped us and, and the key the things that yeah. French resistance and the key things that um, like he said, Murphy was in both sides, mm-hmm. the act the Axis and the Allies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just didn't the Mur- Murphy was more on the out and the Axis side than the Allies side. He was talking about some of the key things that happened with the Germans. Um, you know, like um, they had war games going on during the during the event, mm-hmm. and a couple of different events that happened that made it easier for us to uh, to go through. So that was pretty good. But really, I wanted to talk about the AAR. Kind of wanted to the again the after action report. It's another go rock slash military term. Um, so Brooke, when you did the uh, this this is your second rucking event with the cadre. The scavenger hunt's a little yeah. different. We won't talk about that, but your second event yeah. uh, as a we'll say as a teenager mm-hmm. what do you what do you get out of it why do you why well first why do you go there why, why are you doing I really do them just because the gym does them and they're they're a fun event to do and you really learn a lot especially about the history side of it and it's a new way to push yourself to to do things that you couldn't think that you could do or wouldn't be able to think that you would be able to do okay so what um, what are some of the things that you've done? Again, you've done two of them. Uh, the last one you did was the Veterans, Veterans Day? I don't know, it was the one in November. You guys did one in Tampa. Yeah, Veterans yeah. Day, it was the Veterans Day light. So between that one and this one, what are some of the things that you've done that kind of got you out of your comfort zone? Uh, definitely the PT. Um, so what actually happened with the first one that I did, which was the Veterans one, um, they had us, it was a different cadre, but they all had us line up. And they said, I, and the cadre said, the first person who's never done a, a go rock event before, like come up here and lead PT. And I was the first one, and I think I was, I was like the youngest one in the group. So of course it being my first event and one of the youngest ones there, I got really scared. And I had to learn how to push through that to be able to lead this huge group of people to be able to do PT. Yeah. And the same thing kind of happened with this one where uh, the cadre kind of just picked me out and he said, let's lead us through 10 four count push-ups," And it was really, it was a nerve wracking thing, but then towards the middle of it, I really got to like push through that and I learned how to like lead the people and try to lead them. Right, and, and I typically at both these events, you were the youngest mm-hmm. there by far, yeah. I think. There was another 18 year old there, yeah. uh, but typically um, that's, you're, you're usually the youngest one there and, and I think they look to that to, uh, to see what you got. So yeah. uh, the first one, there were 60 something people you had to lead to the PT mm-hmm. and, and you did, um, and it was a proud dad moment for me. Cause, <laughs> uh, seeing her up there and then she had to yell and, and uh, really, which is good because it's a life lesson. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, they don't, you know, they don't teach that in any school or anything, so you really, you really took it. Um, took it to task, which is good. Um, what are some of the things in this particular event that put you out of your comfort zone? Uh, definitely the um, the sandbags. The uh, what are they called again? The coupons. Coupons, yeah, the coupons. So, so quick uh, dictionary here. In GORUCK, we have coupons, and coupons are things that you have to carry. Okay. Okay, so in this case, you remember how many sandbags there were? I think there was like 22 or 23. Yeah, I think there was 20, yeah. 23 sandbags ranging. And that you had to, as a group? As a yeah. group. Okay. So, ranging away from 40 to 80. 80 pounds. And then we had our team weight, 
Which how far you have to carry it? The entire the way. Thing. Yeah. So, so what do you mean? The entire trip, seven miles. All those different. All yeah. those different weights. So, how many plus your backpacks? Plus yep. your rock. How many people were in that group? I think there was about thirty or thirty-two total. There, it was 30 people 30 and people. 27 yeah. implements that we had to carry. So at a time, there was only three people not carrying something. So it was really a, it was, you really had to step up and be able to, if someone was, if you noticed someone was struggling, you had, really had to step up and be like, hey, let me take that from you. Mm-hmm. And be able to switch with people because if not, then that was definitely a team building right. How heavy, that is a stupid question because it's 80 pounds, but how heavy does that 80 pound bag feel? I'll, I'll tell you, I carried the 60 pound the majority of the way for probably, we went just under seven miles. We're like six and a half. And, and I'm, I'm, again, this isn't a, a pat on the back or anything like that, but I, I carried that 60 pounder for probably six miles. Yeah. And when I got under the 80, it was, it was, I carried it. Mm-hmm. The worst part of it is there's a, there's a lot of, there's like blocks in Tampa and you have mm-hmm. to stop a lot. And what's not bad when you're walking, but when you stop that 80 pounds is just, you got you got a ruck, you got, your ruck's probably 30, 35 pounds because it's a light, so the weight's not too bad. Um, we got lots of food in mind, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, uh, you know, that, that 80 pounds on top of it, oh, when right. you stopped, it was just crushing. Mm-hmm. Wasn't bad when you're walking. Are people like driving by looking at you guys like, what are these? Usually they're not sure what to think, right? Yeah. So, you, so you got- They get this, a couple beeps. Yeah, you got this group of people, as you call them likes, because you get the American flag, mm-hmm. right? Every beep is a like. So you got the American flag, so it's like, a, usually it's uh, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then you get some beeps, like, oh, American flag. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the worst part for me with that is when people think we're part of the army or you know, part of the service, which again, I just, I feel uncomfortable with because yeah. I'm not, I, I don't want them to confuse that. Like, yeah. You know, like people will stand up and clap for us and I'm like, um, I paid to be here. Like, yeah. You don't have to clap, um, you know, so so that was it. So um, getting back to Brooke and the uh, Go Ruck event. So the sandbags are definitely a challenge mm-hmm. for you and I, and I know yeah. I didn't make it any easier because no, I- you did not. <laughs> I volunteered her a lot, so anytime yeah. someone needed help, I'm like, oh, she'll take it, she'll uh-huh. take it, she'll yeah. take it. There was one point where he gave me his 60-pound sandbag and made me walk with it. Hmm. He was like, oh, just do a couple steps, and then uh, and then he was like, you can give it back, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to keep going. So I just kept going for as long as I could, which definitely made me push myself more than... That was good. Yeah. What, what do you think, um, this is just a random question, so something like that, do you think other kids could benefit from like a go rock event? Definitely, for sure. It definitely teaches you how to be a part of a team. Um, so, you know, you like, like you mentioned, like you can go up, go out there with a, like your team or something if you really wanted to or a couple people and learn how to connect through that, I guess. Um, and it's also a factor of, with the amount of sandbags for this one, I'm gonna use that as an example, like you need to step up and that really teaches you how to step up. Because okay. if you don't, then other people suffer. And to, in order to get through it, you need to work as a team. All right. Like so, so kind of the kind of the quote everyone uses in there is, um, if you want to go fast, you go by yourself. If you want to go far, you go with the team. Mm-hmm. Right. And the the theory is, which is true, right? If you everyone can carry every weight that's there. It may only be for one step, but everyone uh-huh. can do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And everyone should do it. Okay. Because you're part of the team. Right. So, all right, cool. So, 
Um, do you think that obviously CrossFit, mm-hmm. 6 a.m.er, religious, 6 a.m. CrossFitter? Well, five. Five and six now. Five six because of summer. Yeah. But um, did that help you at all during the. I think it did. Event? Yeah. Um, it was not really. When you're looking at it, there's not really much to it. It's carrying a sandbag and a backpack on your back and walking. It's just really the mental part of it, I believe. I don't think it's a lot physical. It's a lot more mental because you really have to push yourself through that. But it definitely did. Having the CrossFit under my belt definitely did help. I don't think so. It is a mental. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely mental, which is the, the part. If Brooke wasn't listening, I would tell you is and, and all our listeners the the big thing I like for her doing this is again it teaches that leadership and that mental part of like you think you need to stop here but you're nowhere near the stopping point mm-hmm. and again we're not talking about like life-threatening you know stuff yeah. anything like that it's, it's just pushing through you know adversity and, and thing mm-hmm. you know you know again we, we talked about it before but generally you're wet like and it's not like you jumped in the river or anything like that. We walked through a sprinkler, but it's still, it's uncomfortable. You're wet. Mm-hmm. You're with 30 people you don't know. You know, so it's, 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 it is a, a mental game like that. So um, that's what I was hoping to get out of it. So, Brooke, um, where do you, we're going to do another one. Yeah. All right. Tough. What is, uh, what is that one going to look like? The tough. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely gonna be a lot longer. I'm gonna be 100% honest here. I am 100% scared of that one. Okay. I, I've told you many times uh, after the this light, I don't think I can do it. I think. Yeah. Um, just because of the difference in this one, it was a lot more challenging. Uh, this will be the 12 hour one, right? Yeah, yeah it'll be the 12 hour one <clears throat> with Mentally. coupons. Uh, we don't know. So again, we have no idea, idea, right? So all we get to know is we know it's, we know it's on, I think it's, I don't even know the date exactly, but we know it's like mid July, I think it's July 19th, Mm -hmm. I think. And we know it starts at nine o'clock. Outside of that, couldn't tell you anything about it. So how many people show up to these events? It depends. Um, I know the one... 100, 200, No, no nothing like that. We're, I, I think the biggest class we've seen, we have, we have personally had, was a light for Veterans Day at 60 people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the, most of the Tufts have... Like 8 to 9? 8 to 9. Mm-hmm. So I think we had 12 in one class that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they're great. Uh, I think they're great for the team building and for the mental side of it. Yeah. So, um, and Brooke certainly um, can pull her weight with it, so... Do you, uh, would you recommend it to, at least the light, I won't say in a mm-hmm. tough, because I, I think a tough you have to obviously train for yeah. and be ready Definitely. for, but do you think um, just, do you think the average high school student could jump in and, and do a light? Uh, I think so. I think, um, I mean, obviously they would have to have some type of athletic background or be done a sport at least once. Why? I just think because, I don't know, I really get into well, I remember what Cadre said, it's not a requirement yeah. that you know how to squat. True. Right? Or, or yeah. do anything. You just got to give the effort. Yeah. I think that anyone can do it. Really. Anyone can do it. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I think anyone yeah. can do it. And I think... Um, the hardest part, oh sorry, didn't mean yeah. to put you off. The hardest part, honestly, is the PT. Yeah. Depending on what Cadre you have. But right. the PT, no matter what. And in this case, we literally only mm-hmm. did what? Yeah. 100... 90 we did like, push-ups? yeah, 90 push ups, yeah. That was if, it. Uh, yeah. 
There was very little PT. Yeah. Which the first rock we did, there was so much PT because we had a bigger group. Yeah. And also it was just the way the cadre ran it, I right. think. Because I remember he had like all the newbies do a certain P- lead a certain PT movement. Right. He had this this guy, and he said it up front. He was gonna let. He he even said up front. He's like, I do things differently, and he was gonna let his those sandbags. Mm-hmm. That was gonna be the challenge, mm-hmm. right? That was gonna make us or break us. I understand it's Saturday. It's two p.m. It's like, feels like it's 100 degrees Yeah, outside. it had to be 95, 90, yeah. between 95 and 97 guaranteed. Um, so he let those sandbags be the, that was, that was the thing. Like, he didn't need to do PT to make us a team. Mm-hmm. Those sandbags, and yeah. he even said it, he's like, these sandbags are going to make you, before we're done, these sandbags will make you a team. And they did. And it took a while. Um, oh, yeah. It took a long time. And it took one heck of a pep talk by him, um, yeah. and he was a darn good pep talk too. I wish I had that recorded um, to get us to become a team. Mm-hmm. But it worked finally, and it, yeah. uh, we finally started clicking. Yeah. But it took a while. I mean, like. I think we were probably like hour three or four. Yeah, three or four out of five. It's definitely a mind thing because you just asked her, yeah. Brooke, about could anyone do it, and so I said, I'm looking at it from a, I'm thinking about that question, and I'm thinking about my students and all the years I've had students. I think, yes, I think physically uh, a student her age could do, yes. any child could do a light. But so now here's here's the catch now. It's can you mentally, mentally do, it. do it? And it reminded me of a podcast I was listening to, and I wish I knew the name. That's the problem when you listen to this podcast yeah, all the time. You forget. Uh, he talked about the power of, and this is not something that we all know about, like how powerful your mind is. And so like it's your your mind will shut it down before your body does. It's your mind that says, oh, slow it down. He believes if you can strengthen your mind, right. everything out, you can push more weight or you can right. you know, run further or you can you know, kind of get through those barriers that we, that we have, those limitations. Exactly. And I think I use that example in, in when I coach as uh, when I say about taking breaks. And I always say your mind will lie to you. Right, because that's kind of what he said. Right, and I always tell you, like I always tell you guys, when you're when you're taking a break during you know whatever the workout is, come up with that time of like I'm gonna give myself X amount of seconds, five seconds, and then I'm gonna get back to the bar because your mind will sit there and be like, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, you know, but if you say it's five seconds, like no, and I'll go, and then and then you'll do it and go, and and that is. And you talked about too, right, with with the lifting. This actually might help her with her lifting because. How many times have you said like, we, when you can almost tell when someone's not going to get a lift because they wait so long, right, exactly. and you're so like you're you, waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting, yeah. you're waiting, you know, goddamn, just move the bar, right? You know, and, and you know, and, and again, when you, when you start talking about um, paradigm shifts, right, or or what are you what are you comfortable with, right? If all of a sudden you're now pushing your comfort level to the point of carrying a sandbag for a mile, mm-hmm. right? Now all of a sudden, like, doing one rep on a barbell isn't really a big deal, Mm-mm. right? Like, yeah, it's gonna, you know, that's... Because you've conditioned your mind. you conditioned your mind to like, look, I, I've done, uh, now I've, I've pushed that to this. This is, this is what I know now. So mm-hmm. now everything else below that is just like, okay, like whatever. And use you know again an example of that was when we first started CrossFit coming from the triathlon endurance side, right? I came into these workouts going like, 
I only got to do this for 15 minutes? Like, I've run for, you know, three hours. Like, no problem. We can do this. So now, but now all of a sudden, I don't do that. I don't run anymore for three hours. Mm-hmm. So now those 15-minute workouts are becoming the norm. So now they're hard and everything past that is hard. Yeah. Right? So it's, it's different, right? So, um, so that's what rucking has done for me. It's getting you feeling uh, more comfortable feeling Being uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable, exactly. You know, because yeah. let's be honest, it sucks. Yeah. You know, like there, there's going to be sucky times throughout that, you know, was it seven hour or five hour? Five event? hours. Yeah. Walking, you know, carrying that bag. You're like this, when it gets to a point where every step is just, a, it's yeah. just very difficult. Uh, I think Brooke wants to say something, but I got, I got, a, I got, a, I got something about that. I gotta, yeah. So like an example of the par- paradigm shift, yeah. is that what it's called? Um, is Squattober. So when we did Squattober at school, we would do, um, dad had me doing 100% of my body weight for whatever like number day for like a squat. So say it was like October 1st, I had to do like, I was, it was 135 at the time, 135 for one and then two and continuing. And I think I hit up to 135 for 20. And then all of a sudden seeing a percent and then seeing that it was 135 for like four or five, I sat there and was like, hold on, like you can do this. You did this for 20 before. Right, like exactly. This should be no problem. That's what it is. It's yeah. setting the bar higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's setting the bar higher. But you talk about like every step being agony for Renee mm-hmm. got. Um, oh, yeah. So she got some, she got some new shoes. She wore them, she thought she broke them in. Um, and she got blisters, I want to say less than a mile in. Oh yeah. And the rest oh. of her day went downhill fast. Yeah. Um, so she got some pretty nasty blisters on her heel and on her toe. Um, luckily we had some, we brought some bandages and you, we bring stuff with us, but someone had some better stuff to help us. So uh, that was a blessing. Banded it, you know, bandaged it up, you know, band, you know, just covered it up with bandages. Yeah, we use um, something called moleskin. Mm-hmm. Moleskin is. I've heard so of it. A yeah. little, little, little pad. But yeah, we use that. She used that, and somebody had some. Uh, which, glad didn't get sprayed on me in an open wound, but some. Uh, like a new skin type stuff that mm-hmm. she sprayed first and made it sticky, and then the moleskin on top of it, so it didn't move. But she was. I think she did like two and a half miles, literally walking on her toes, because her heels were so bad. And um, it jacks up everything else with that. Exactly, one. exactly. And again, we only had three people that couldn't carry something, because of all of. But and, and you know, there's. I'll tell you what. There's a lot of fight in that woman. She ain't gonna stop. So, yeah. That's okay. for sure. Yeah, I know. Different, uh, like two people, the brothers. Um, and we're offering to like take her up, and she's like, no, no, no. And then she ended up taking sandbags on uh, top of it, and. Yeah, it was really impressive. So how special is <coughs> Mr. O'Leary as a teacher? <coughs> Mr. O'Leary is my favorite teacher ever. That's why I'm choking after that question. <laughs> um, no, so how special... So at the end of this thing, they, they have what they call an index, and you get the signature thing of Goruck, which is, which we all do these for. The patch? Mm-hmm. The two-by-three-inch piece of cloth known mm-hmm. as the event patch, right? Yeah. So you can't buy the patch anywhere. Uh, I'll find it on Amazon. They'll <laughs> give it to you. No, they're special. Well, you probably find one on Rough yeah. Mall on the internet somewhere, but they're not. They, you can't buy them through any any place. Mm-hmm. Um, but so how? Tell us in your in your mind. I know Cadre Cadre Chris kind of had a moment with you mm-hmm. at the end because um, he has two daughters, mm-hmm. uh, two or three daughters, three, uh, three daughters, you. and a wife. And uh, 
And he had a, he kind of had a moment with you at the end. How, how special? Tell us about that if you can, and how special that was. It or was it at all special? It was special to me watching it. I thought it was special just because he he talked about. I know throughout the rock, not specifically just to me, but I think to everyone, especially to mom. Uh, he talked about how like they wouldn't like his wife and daughters would not like come out and do a rock, even though like he leads them and stuff like that. And he just and he just told me like how proud he was of me, of how like I was able to get through that and push through it. So that was really special to see that someone with, I'm gonna say authority, and that pushed you through that, told me that like I was proud, like like that he was like proud, like that's special to me. Good, that's cool. Yeah. And um, at, the, at the end he, he gave, they give you they give you the patch with a handshake mm -hmm. and usually a bro hug or something like that. And, and he, uh, he did a full on bear hug with Brooke, which mm -hmm. was special. And, and understanding that again, these cadre are you know, quote unquote, tip of the spear people. I mean, yeah. he was in, he was in, he was actually in the military before there was special operations. So Marsoc wasn't even there when. Was he real? I didn't know. Uh, I didn't yeah, know that. so he kind of talked about that. So and then when it evolved, he was in that. So he was a special. Mm -hmm. um, he was. A, a Do they step out of character once it's over, like and become mm -hmm. normal, or they just? They're, they're always normal. Okay. They're always normal. I, I think they're what what is always on. And I think it's almost like the same as if you were a police officer or a firefighter or mm -hmm. something like that is that always aware of their surroundings. Like no matter what, they're always... They walk the whole... They stay with you the whole time. Yeah, they stay with you the whole time. And, and, and it's neat. And I'll go back to the, one of the ones we did without Brooke was the, the tough, the 12-hour the, the one. We were walking down 7th Avenue in Ybor City mm -hmm. right as the bars went out. And that was, that was planned. Mm -hmm. Because it's, I don't know, I, I haven't been to Ybor City in 30 years. So mm -hmm. when I went down there and, and seeing the crowds and everything, it was a little nerve-wracking, right? Yeah. Because here we are, like, we're just walking through here as a group of people. And now, you know, the people that are drinking all night are coming out of the bars and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you could see the, um, the nervousness in the group. But our cadre, who's special forces guy, who served in Iraq and Afghanistan and... Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, done hand-to-hand -hand combat with these, you know, the guys, he's just, he's just kind of laughing, like, try me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's a different, mm -hmm. you know, and he's always got their guard up, because that's what they do. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're, um... Was he packing? Uh, I don't, I don't yeah. think, I think he probably could have killed them with his hands. Yeah. Let's <laughs> the record, how come every time I, we do a podcast, I have, like, the worst case of the coughs ever? I don't know. Holy cow. <laughs> And I don't. And you don't. Every time I laugh, I can feel one coming on. I'm like, <laughs> trying not to. Yeah. There's an anti-coughing mic. So that's good. That's you know, pushing yourself past mm -hmm. the comfort level. I mean, doing things that you would. I think you said like you did it. Be what's cool about it is you wouldn't normally do something. When the heck yeah. did you carry a sandbag? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, like it's because of being a part of that that allows you to to kind of yeah. test your test your limits. Yeah. And hopefully. It spills into other aspects of your life, whether it be like, geez, Louise, I got to cram for a test right. or, mm -hmm. you know, I got to get up at 5 a.m. and do a workout because this is the only time I can get here. And, you know, or, you know, sometimes yeah. uh, when you're, you know, with the weightlifting team, you know, like when things get a little bit difficult or you're not sure if you can hit a lift, if nothing else, you have some of these experiences to fall back right. on. Yeah, that's what I'm really hoping from it because we all know my mind is my worst enemy. Mm -hmm. um, well, that's true with... 
a lot. That's that's true with a lot of. I could say that about yeah. myself too. Uh, absolutely, and that's the beauty of this whole thing. I'll let you yeah. finish your thought. Yeah, especially in the weight room, like my mind is my worst thing, and I think I really like doing these events. Really help to push me when I'm sitting there under that same bag, and I'm like, I don't think I can do this anymore. But I have no choice. Mm-hmm. So you, so I think that's really like strengthen my my mind. Yeah. So Joe, do you think it's strengthen the mind, strengthen the body, or strengthen the body, strengthen the mind? Yes. <laughs> I think if you strengthen your mind. Well, yeah, if you strengthen your mind, and and that's a whole other, you know. I know you're not a you're not a doctor. You're not no, but there's you know that's been in the that's been the the, the subject of a, a million million articles and podcasts as well right mental toughness i coach mental toughness Mm -hmm. you know do you really coach mental toughness like burying somebody there's a difference i believe what we do in go ruck is training mental toughness i don't believe but you also have there's a purpose behind it too there's a purpose behind it as far as just saying like um, and 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 heck but but don't but don't but don't you you and i you and i pushed the sled for a mile right yeah it was. I mean, but that was that was mental. I mean, it was physical too. But that I was a lot I was going to die. There was a lot of mental in that too. But um, I guess what I'm saying is like, I, I don't want to. I don't want to confuse this with Navy SEAL training. With well, not even Navy SEAL training, but but like sometimes like you see, I'm trying to think like, um, um, I'm not like like Hell Week in football or something like that, where where the where the goal is to bury you. Mm-hmm. Right? Does that make sense? Like, yeah. And oh, we're building mental toughness, so we're just gonna make you throw up and bury you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not the point, right? That's not the point of this. I think the point of doing, when I think of the Go Rock, and I think of like the sandbags, to me, it'd be great. It'd be a great team building yes. experience mm-hmm. because now everyone is a part of something greater than themselves. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And through that, you're going to build and form stronger bonds with your teammates. Exactly. exactly so right. I think that, you know, doing a light go ruck would be beneficial for, let's say, a football team. I know in the past, high school football teams have went away for right. a week or a weekend and, you know, like basically left their phones and, right. they, you know, spent overnights together, an right. overnight together or two overnights together building that that bond right and, and, and this you could kind of look at as the same 100 percent, and that's what we had talked about and that's what he that's the part that cadre was talking about too later in the day was like look you got 30 individuals here mm-hmm. right 30 individuals like even on a football team you may have 40 guys but they know each other mm-hmm. or at least know their name mm-hmm. we literally met three hours ago yeah mm-hmm. right <laughs> another great thing because now we got a bond Right yes. now we have to figure this out, and it forces you know it pushes that envelope to to forces you to to, to do that, but um, you know real quick one of the things I I think too not only the mental toughness that one of the reasons I I enjoy Brooke doing this for well biggest reason is something we get to do together which is special to me because um this is becoming our thing um we doing a bunch of the challenges and stuff mm-hmm. like that but. I like forgetting even the men. I think what's going to go further than the mental toughness is the leadership part of it, mm-hmm. right? Because eventually you're going to get called on to lead, right? And again, where are you going to do that outside? Most people now are are shot, afraid of making decisions, are afraid of going out in public and and speaking up. Correct. They're forcing that, and uh, I, I, to me, that's the that's even a bigger thing to me than the mental side. I'm so happy she's getting that mental side. Correct. But the 
the leadership part of it is amazing and the confidence, yeah. right? I mean, again, like you're not going to tell him like, Brooke, go and lead us 20 push-ups. You're not going to be like, no, I don't want to. Can you get somebody else? Mm-hmm. It's like, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you can do it now or everyone else suffers. So you do it. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, that's what I like it is the is the leadership part. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just yeah the leadership, cause like I could tell I could feel myself like getting nervous. Is like I think you could probably tell in just the way mm-hmm. I was like I held myself and I and I talked to the cadre, and then I think walking off I was still nervous, but it was it was different. It was like it kind of switched because yeah. Well, well, being nervous is good. I mean, any yeah. time you have to perform, being nervous mm-hmm. is not a bad thing. Being nervous is good. I mean, nervous means you're turned on and you're and you're ready to go. If you're not nervous, I think that's the problem sometimes. But, um, yeah. but yeah. So that was it. So, um, so you would recommend this to other youths your age, youths? Yes, I would. Yeah. Cool. I'm actually trying to get a couple kids from Are you? school. Not to do just to do one of our Saturday ones because Saturday. Yeah. yeah, I think I think how good would it be for the girls' weightlifting team to do yeah. something like that. <laughs> You'd have to you know make it work for everyone. Everyone you know, especially at this age now, they yeah. got jobs and whatnot. But if you could get a group of, I've actually athletes together. I've actually tried to. I've talked to Coach Deej about that and maybe trying to get and even sponsoring a few members to do that uh, and do one a light because I think it. You'll see what you're made of. I mean, there's no, you can't hide. Like, yeah. there's no, there's yeah. no hiding. Nope. Right? There's no hiding in the corner of the weight room. There's no hiding in the corner of the classroom. It's... There's no cell phone. No. There's no cell phone. There's no watch. There's no, you know, there's no one to sell, you know, so you're not, that's the other thing too, like, we're not doing this to take a selfie, like, oh, look at me, I'm carrying a sandbag. Like, mm-hmm. no one knows what you're doing because no one knows you're in there. Yeah. You know? They so, only know after you finished right, it. Exactly. Believe it or not, as a teacher, thinking about telling a group of kids that they can't have their cell phones in and of itself would cause anxiety amongst themselves and make them feel uncomfortable. Right. And that's what I told Brooke. I think the hardest part of this tough we're going to do, and we're either going to do the one in July or September leading to the one in July, but is going to be not having our cell phone for 12 hours. Yeah. That's going to be the tough one. And the cadre that we have for the one in July, he didn't, he, there was, we had a, uh, emergency medical staff that had a watch on just to get in case she got called she was on call oh okay and um he said well, i don't really care you're on call because if you're on call and we're 15 miles out that way it doesn't matter because you can get back to your car so put it away oh wow <laughs> which was interesting so so it's probably best i don't even take my phone and have it in my ruck probably just leave it in the car yeah, I mean, you can you can do that. You can leave it in the car or, or whatever. I mean, it's still a great memory after. Yeah. Right? You still take pictures. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you'll be okay. You won't, like, hyperventilate or yeah. anything without your phone. I can handle 12 hours without my phone. I think I'll be okay. Can you, though? I can, yeah. Right. I handled five pretty fine. You did. You did handle five. Yeah. You Let me ask you, can I? Yeah. Young girls on the way that why are they always on their phones constantly between sets i would love to say you can you, like just in general it seems like that's their thing do is left on their phone um, hit a left back on their phones i don't honestly i could not answer that question for you i know personally for me um it's more of a i'm going to sit down 
and this is the easiest way to make the time go by. Okay, that makes sense. And then let's be honest: on if you are playing basketball or football, if you you just don't have the time, you don't have that downtime right. in yeah. between. It's not a sport yeah. where you have that downtime in between. Yeah. Right. Yeah, weightlifting so. is a very special. It's yeah, because you have that. You know, you're supposed to take what one to two minutes between sets. Yeah. And at least two to three. Yeah. Preferably, but. Two to three. Yeah. Which none of us do, but. Well, everyone in that everyone in that weight room can take a thirty minute workout and make it a three and a half hour yeah. workout. Yeah. So that is that is fair, sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but we all can too. I mean, how many times we do a bro session? It becomes yeah. a, you it's know, a fair statement. Yeah. There's day. maybe five or six, uh, uh, exercises we only get through the bench. Jaw day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is fine by me sometimes. Yeah. No, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> or squat. Like okay, we only got to the squats. It's fun. Bent over rows. We never made it to the accessory. Part. No, exactly. We never, we never did that. All right, so. Top three things you like about Gorok? Um, building my confidence. Um, making my mind better in that aspect. And just overall pushing myself, knowing that I can push myself past what I thought my limits were. Because, um, yeah, there was, like, like I said before, there was multiple times on the I just didn't think I would be able to make it through. Especially with the, like... The light, the first light that we did, the vet, Veterans Day one, that one, the only, the hardest part was the PT. This one was the whole thing because of the sandbags and, and or the coupons and just, you know, saying that I could like push myself. Cool. Yeah. So what's better, not knowing or knowing? Like would it have been better to know that you're doing sandbags mm-hmm. or it's probably better not to know? Better not to know because the, the, the anxiety of, yeah. of, trying to figure out I, I'm I I work better not knowing me mm-hmm. I, I can't I can't speak for everyone me I work better just you've seen it work out mm-hmm. like when we do a comp like oh practice let's let's do it like yeah I'll figure it out when we get out there but I, that's me I mean I, I'd rather not know figure it out I could see myself going all day, Cadre, all day. Yeah, you would, you were, you would be Tommy, all oh, day. Tommy. And then, and then in the third mile, I'm like, God, oh, this sucks, dude. Yeah. I can't do this. Yeah. So we had Tommy was part of our rush. Tommy, <laughs> second, my second run in with Tommy. Tommy was in our very first rough we ever did a few years ago, and Tommy got us in so much trouble from me, Cadre. Um, here's a here's a previous Cadre story. Uh, Cadre walks up to our team, because we were broken up into five teams. And he goes, only one person can talk. I'm gonna tap that person on the shoulder, that's the only person that's allowed to talk. Until for this particular mm-hmm. thing. Cadre walks around, taps somebody on the shoulder. First thing, Tommy's like, how come I can't talk? I wanna talk, how come you couldn't tap me? Cadre looks at him like, you just lost. How come we lost? I didn't want to lose it. You know, he's going on and on like, Tommy, just shut up. So everyone paid the price? So we all we all did extra PT for him. Mm-hmm. This particular case, Tommy didn't shut up either. Cadre's going into this thing of like, you know, you got 30 different personalities. Things go differently. You know, you got you to gotta read the read the room, see how it goes in. So he gets up and goes, there's only one way to do this. It's black and white. There's no, you know. And the Cadre's like, I just said, there's more, there's a thousand ways to skin a cat. You know, he's up there going, Black and white has to be like this. Oh gosh! You know, so um, he was uh, he, Tommy boy. Yeah, he almost got thrown in traffic a few times. So, 
Oh yeah, another incident where he got us in trouble was uh, before our PT started, Cadre had us in a big circle. And he was like, okay, you're gonna call out your name and where you're from. So I was the first one, I was like, oh, I'm working from New Orgy. And then it was mom and then Amber and then the rest of the people around the circle. Can you do it? Me? I can do a couple. Brooke? Can I try it? Yeah. Okay, Brooke, Renee, Amber, Jason. James. J James, David. David. Dave. 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 Danny. 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 Carolina. Carolina. John? Dave. No. Dave. John. John. K. K. Monique. Monique. I'm, I'm done. Monique. Are Monique? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Monique. I think Nick was next. Uh-uh. There no, was another Christy. girl. No, Christy. Christy. Christy, Nick. Mm-hmm. Sarah. Uh, next to Sarah was, this is where I got, this was confused, like Jonathan, I think, was next. And then There's like a Sean. Shane. Yeah, Sean. There was a couple of them. Yeah. But, so we went around the, you went around the 30 oh, people. Okay. Yeah. And we had a name on that. Okay. And then Cadre tells us he's repeating them multiple times every time. And he goes, and he picks out Tommy. He goes, can you name these people? Because that was like part of our like mm-hmm. test kind of. And of course he messes it up. So we got 50 extra. It wasn't even that. He goes like, he didn't, even, he didn't even have to name them. He goes, I'll make you a deal. We're done now. Name all the people or do 50 push-ups. Tommy goes, I'll just do the 50 push-ups. <laughs> oh, you didn't name them? I thought you tried naming them. <laughs> I didn't even try. Oh my goodness. Speaking of names, are we doing the committed club? No, don't believe it's ready. Sorry. For the record, I'm on the committed club. You are on the record. That's the only reason why you wanted to do it. I so may or may not be. I am probably I'm sure you are. Well, no, because I know I missed a couple. I think you're good. Mm. I think you're good. Because you did it with the rocks. Those counted. So. Oh, you're true. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. What about you? Anything? No, I'm good. good. I'm looking forward to the upcoming episodes. Episodes, mm-hmm. absolutely. You've got confirmation on one today with an official date and time. Cool. I'm excited to be on my first broadcast. Yes. Good job. Woo. Thanks. All right. Hopefully, we'll first more. Number. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> many. We'll get the uh, the teen version, the teen yes. view of things around here. So, cool. Well, if you guys have any questions about Go Rock or our Rock Club, uh, reach out to us because we do have a Rock Club that meets every Saturday morning and goes on a Rock. And by the way, a Rock, in case you didn't know, because we didn't cover that, is just walking with a weighted backpack. Something more than nothing is rocking. Yes. Cool. All right, that's all I got. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you, Brooke. Thank you, Brooke. Thank you. All right, have a good night.